Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the First Generation Podcast. Yeah, I have to apologize that I was gone for a while. I couldn't juggle my life between podcasts, work, and having a girlfriend. So I decided to get rid of the girlfriend and spend more time with you guys on the podcast again. So happy that would. Thank you. It's good to have you back, Patrick. I don't know about at the cost of your girlfriend. I hope she's not too upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> or you're, you're yeah. happy. You're happy, we're happy, you know. Exactly. That's what it's all about. So, Dabut, today we want to talk about the vaccination and the progress of vaccination between different countries, the ones we are familiar with. So maybe you want to give us an introduction on how is it going in the U.S.? Are you already vaccinated? And how do you think, how, what's your general opinion about how did they manage it with the vaccination? Was it fast enough? Was it well organized? Did they start with the older people first and then slowly came to the young one? Or was it more like first come, first serve? Okay, uh... I only gonna say one word about the vaccines. It's microchip. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> are, are, are you one of those from who thinks Bill Gates puts the chip? <laughs> this is it one. You are one of those who thinks Bill Gates puts the chip in us and then monitors us. Yeah, he's and, gonna activate it at one point sometime yes. soon. And then he's like Thanos, and half of the population is dead. That we have yes. enough meat and water to feed for the for the other half. The gold. What what do they call it? The golden billion. The secret society calls it. Oh, like I don't know. Be, there should be no more than one billion people on Earth. Okay. But okay. Anyways, uh, in the states, but as far as you, I know. If, but if you say this, then we can quickly say Thanos in the Avengers was actually a good guy, because. He also basically won from the Golden Society. He tried to get rid of how <laughs> the other half can live in more prosperity. <laughs> okay, you start. I'm, I just as far as the United States, I know that they first approved, I think it was Moderna and Pfizer at the same time, or maybe one a little before the other one. And I believe, if I'm not, I, I'm not sure, but I think even in last year, well, I know some people were getting vaccinated as early as 2020, but I think that was like in Russia with their vaccine. I don't know about the Pfizer. I think like people in the study were probably vaccinated. But um, yeah, I got my shot early because I got mine in February. And it wasn't, you know, it's not forced right now, but it's strongly recommended. And employers are making it really hard for people to avoid getting the shot. So there's a there's a big push to get the vaccine. Um, in the beginning, I, I volunteered, basically. I was like, yeah, I'll get the shot as early as I can. Because, you know, uh, the slight chance of getting severe reaction is nothing compared to what can happen if you get COVID. 
You know, I'd rather get the fever or whatever for one, one day than die from coronavirus, you know? Because, yeah, uh, uh, you know... Strong, strong statement, a very good statement. Yeah, uh, there, there are absolutely cases where young people die. You know, if you think otherwise, you just, you're wrong. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. And it was because I work directly with people like in healthcare. And for those that don't know, I'm a therapist. So I work in the mental health field. And yeah, it was, it was voluntary. And now, months later, uh, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just want to say in the beginning, they just said, if you want to get vaccine, here you go. But now they're like, you don't have to get the vaccine, but if you get COVID or if you get in contact with somebody, you have to self-quarantine for 12 days and that comes out of your pay time off. So your vacation days and it's not paid or whatever. It's like crazy penalty, right? So basically yes. they're saying you, ha you have to get vaccinated. So, I think that United States was uh, is doing a pretty good job. I think over half of population now, if I'm not mistaken, is vaccinated. And now I think everybody is basically eligible besides kids. Hmm. Good. So, David, which vaccination, which vaccine did you get? I got the Pfizer one, the Deutsche. So, <laughs> so you yeah. basically get two shots, right? Two shots and Yes, I can auf Deutsch sprechen. I, I learned German <laughs> through the vaccines. <laughs> Maybe it was us to put the chip in your head to control you once again. Third yes. Attempt. Angela Merkel did it. Yes. Everybody Trying. thought it was Bill Gates, but it's Merkel. Yeah, it's our third attempt to rule the world. It's better than Boris Johnson, so... <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Um, so, when I look around the world, right, so then there were countries who started super quick in vaccinating the wider population and other countries did not. And yeah. you could see that most of, all of these countries were experiencing a second, third or fourth wave or whatsoever. And those who acted quickly and pushed through the vaccination, they actually broke all these waves. So... And the cases dropped. So this is. So how is it in the U.S. now? Because at the beginning, your cases were, you know, crazy amounts. At the very beginning of when COVID started, and then first of all, everyone said it's it's just a flu or just trying to, yeah, play this flu down. How is it now? I think it. It's getting much better. Uh, our county uh, in Ohio here, the regions are dropping the rates and they're going in. There's like a level of alert and it's going down basically. Not, uh, we're not breaking records anymore. There's fewer cases. I think as a whole, United States did really well. Unfortunately, if the previous president was not so against science and vaccination it would have been much better but i think the comeback is really strong and now the numbers really show that you know in the united states you have no problem today in going and getting vaccine and a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of skeptical people 
but still having over half of people vaccinated, that's incredible, you know, compared to other countries that either lack the numbers of vaccines or even more skeptical towards it. Yeah, so this could also be because you're very selfish and you bought so many <laughs> vaccines that other countries where <laughs> I live right now does not have enough. So thanks how, for that. That's a German vaccine. How is it that in Germany it's not enough? Oh, no, Germany is more than enough. I speak about oh, Singapore. Oh, okay. So if you speak about Germany, I mean, at the beginning, they missed the start of vaccinate people. The government was just not able to organize it. It took ages to approve the different vaccines, beginning with Pfizer, then with Moderna. Then we had this AstraZeneca one. And then after a few days, they said it has too many side effects, which were not really side effects. So, they, ah, so here and there was so much bureaucracy and politics. So actually they waited so long or missed the start that a third wave, wave was breaking out. Everyone had to go back in lockdown. And then they started vaccinating. Now so they vaccinate more than 1 million people a day. And Germany has more than 80 million. So they're doing so well that the wave was also broken and the cases dropped dramatically. We also have a, like a, a radar, like 100 per this and this many thousand, but now yeah. it's below. So actually it shows that the vaccination helps. So, but as I said at the beginning, ugh, too much bureaucracy, way too slow to start the vaccination in Germany. And then they also started with the old ones, but basically now it's more like first come, first serve, or who knows someone in this process who gives you a faster slot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's no organized, it's not organized by age groups anymore. Whoever I, wants I know you, to. I know you're not in Germany right now, but from what I hear from my friends in Germany or other European countries, they still have strict rules, right? You you have to wear a mask outside. Is that true still? No, it's not. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And you can't gather. Like my friend is having a wedding and they can't have any guests. Yeah. Like so you just at all. They can't have you even can... two people with them. Yeah. So you have to wear, you don't have to wear the outside. You have to wear them inside. Okay. So, but Germany is slowly open up now. So they're opening up the restaurants again. But yeah. Since la till last week, everything was strict and closed, no gatherings, nothing. But now it's getting slowly better because the cases dropped so much. Mm -hmm. But you're right, so you were only allowed to meet with one other household. Now it's two other households. And yeah, no, no social gatherings at all. Well, you know, it's crazy. Like, I know people in Azerbaijan. They just opened up the subway, the metro stations. They just let them stop wearing masks outside. And they are going to open gyms in June. Uh, I think June 6th or something, which is crazy because we here in the United States have been living a quote unquote, you know, normal life since last year, you know, since January at least. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, different countries, different rules. I also sometimes don't understand why they play. I so I'm living in Singapore. We're also back in the lockdown now. Gyms are closed. Restaurants are closed. Last year we had a complete lockdown, where you were only allowed to leave the house for grocery shopping. Now this lo second lockdown now here is a bit more chill. At least you can meet one other person, so that's quite nice. But gyms are closed. You can yeah, meet one other person, person, so you can have like four people together or whatever. You cannot. You the maximum is. I mean, if if two people living in a house, you you can have two guests, so you can be four. But if you live alone, you can maximum be three. And in the outside outside of your home, <laughs> a maximum two people. And if you have more, then the social distance ambassadors are gonna look through the window and report you. Yeah, and you have to pay three hundred dollars fine. <laughs> Is that still a thing? The social distance ambassador? Yes, <laughs> it's still a thing. <laughs> We call them the Red Army because they're wearing red shirts. So oh, shit. the Red Army or the the Red Ants. They're the communists. Yes. <laughs> Did you yeah, sign up? No, of course not. <laughs> but the vaccination progress here in Singapore is very slow. And this is also due to the fact that they don't have enough. What kind do they use? Pfizer. Okay. So it's just literally not enough. So they started with the, they're doing age group by age group. At the beginning, it was despite the, the status you have, if you are um, a citizen, a permanent resident, or just a worker. And now they, because they don't have enough, they change it to, First, they vaccinate all Singapore, so all citizens, and then whatever is left at one point, it will go <laughs> to the foreigners. So you don't get anything until the citizens get it. Yes, and they are so slow. They are still at age group. They're starting now with age group forty to fifty. Okay. So I think my vex I will get mine next year. If this continues, <laughs> this. Yeah. What do you think about, uh, you know, with travel? I have traveling coming up in July, and hopefully it will continue to go down. But what do you think? People are talking about this COVID passport and everything like that. How do you think useful that is? And I mean, honestly, why should you get the vaccine if there's no benefit out of it? I mean, if 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 you get the vaccine, fine. You you're not getting COVID. The symptoms are not that strong. But if you're still stuck in your country, what's the benefit? So I think with the COVID passport, if you can meet others that have the vaccine or the antibodies, at least it makes sense and gives a bit of an incentive to get the vaccine. The vaccine. But otherwise, I mean, just to get it and then you have the same yeah cage as everyone else. What's the point? So I know people say, oh, it divides the country, it divides the old against the young. Uh, okay, but I think it's a good thing. What is, what, is, what is dividing old against young? What do you mean? I mean, because they started vaccinating the old people first and oh, then the yeah. young ones. So if you get a COVID passport, 
then all the old ones can travel and the young ones are stuck at home. So, of course, as a young person, I'm also, this really makes me angry, Why right? Old people have the right to get the vaccine first and not the young ones. Now we suffer because they are so vulnerable. Okay, but that's, I mean, personally, maybe a bit biased against the old ones. <laughs> and why they should have rights. I mean, they are not doing anything anyway. <laughs> it's the young ones who suffer. So they sh should get the vaccine as last. I mean, what they want to do? Nothing, right? They're just stuck at their home all the time, not doing anything. And we young ones who want to go out, travel, see the world, have ex experience adventures, are not allowed to because of all people. I mean, this one already makes me angry. This really makes me angry. But well, case, old people are more conservative. And in the beginning, older people would probably be against vaccines. And I know there's cases where people already buy fake vaccines cards and just to get the benefits that are yet to come, you know? Yeah, okay, but yeah. Fraud or legal yeah. activities, you can never... Can never stop. I mean, every one of you has a passport whose uh, ID says you're 21 when you're 16. It's the same thing. I I think they should let. I understand that it's the age. I think by this point, at least in the United States, the age is almost anybody. It is anybody besides the little kids. I think so. It doesn't mm. really impact. Uh, like young against older the problem comes when people are you know misguided and just don't decide not to get the vaccines and then you have on the opposite side you have people in india who would do anything to get the vaccine they're like did you see the videos and pictures like they burn people dead people in the street because how bad it was just a couple weeks ago yes i agree but then it's also a bit controversial, right? I mean, let's say COVID is a flu as the other flu we have. So for the normal flu to get the vaccine is on a voluntary basis. Yes. So in the past, I remember, I think I, some years I got it, some years not, depends if I went to the doctor or not. So let's say COVID now, it's another flu. So isn't it up to you? Okay. Yes, I want to take the vaccine against it as with the normal flu or not. So I also kind of understand not the crazy ones, but the normal ones say, yeah, oh, I'm not sure. I want to decide for myself. It's also no, a valid point. I think you can decide for yourself, but you're impacting other people in a situation like when it's pandemic, you know? If you yes. stay at home, if you're locked in your house and you don't do anything, then fine, don't get it. But these people go out, they go to the gyms, they go into public. Most of them don't wear masks. And a lot of them then wash their fucking hands even when they go to the toilet, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, in, that's, that, I... <laughs> in that case, I feel like it should be pushed, at least during the pandemic time. But I understand like the free rights and all that. No, I'm 100% agreeing with you. I also wish... That every first of all, uh, basing uh, let's assume it would be enough vaccine for everyone, and not that the rich countries are hoarding it and not giving it to poor countries, as you just yeah. mentioned, Singapore or general 
all the third world countries in Asia, etc., or South America. So if the if the rich countries would be a bit more nice and shared with others, then and I would also wish for that it would be pushed so much that at least 50, 60, 70% of the people are vaccinated maybe by the end of the year and then we can travel again, see our family yeah, and all and have a back a normal life just to go to the gym or have a party with more than like to go just to a bar with music and you mingle around, maybe pick up a girl, you know all this <laughs> stuff you're not, you're not allowed to do anymore yeah that's, see, like you saying that, I think, well, you can kind of almost do all of that besides big concerts in the States. I can go to the bar tonight if I want to. It's going to be a little different, but but yeah, like you said, because the United States is hoarding the vaccines and vaccinating at such a crazy rate, we can afford it here. But and the other, I mean, with the measures yeah. you, America put in place compared to other countries, Okay, I mean, you have the what's it, the the fourth right of something, or your uh, your free will or free speech. That's the first one. The speech is the first amendment, I think. And the fourth the or the fifth or whatever, right? I mean, yeah. your country has to be much more liberal, liberal, because of yeah, because people has the right to do it or not. You cannot force them. But then in other countries, the Politicians can literally force you to do it. They say that's how it is. You have to. But if you do it in America, I think people are much more concerned about their their freedom, which is also a good thing in in some terms. That yeah. you are much more liberal with the measures and only try to recommend and try to yeah speak to the good sense of the people to be more responsible which sometimes works, sometimes not. But other countries, like especially here in Singapore, there is not much of free anything. The government tells you what to do and you better do it or you leave. You know, people laugh, but I said if there was only Sputnik, the Russian vaccine that available, I would use that one. I would not be against that one. Same. Same, me too. I mean, it they would not release, I mean, honestly, Putin, he would not release a medicine to cure a pandemic if it's not proven in their labs. And I, and I don't know, maybe some people won't take Russia serious because of all the movies and shit. America is always the <laughs> enemy and stuff. But they have also super, super smart people. And I'm sure that Putin pushed a vaccine in his labs in the background and that we can obviously trusted yeah i i you know the the case of russia is very interesting because they have vaccine available for everybody but people are so skeptical that the rate is very low of how many people are getting the vaccine it's it's worse than in the states yeah i understand yeah so germany we one state bought the sputnik vaccine but it was not yet approved by the German government and bureaucracy. So let's see if this, how this turns out. Yeah, I heard that they're going to accept it now sometime soon. I mean, it's better. I mean, the sooner everyone has 
something in the body, we can continue having a normal life. But the here, we only have... Better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's difficult, right? What's interesting, too, and this is a little different subject, but Biden just announced, uh, just, I mean, towards the end of May, this is when we were recording, that he wants an investigation to be done into the lab in Wuhan to find out if it was uh, not basically if it mm. escaped from the lab or not. Have you heard that? Oh yes, 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 yes. So I remember last when last year in February, Jan, February, people already said, "Oh, it was manufactured. It was not by a bat in a." in a yeah, live market in Wuhan. No, it was from a lab and they released it to control the world or whatever, then all these conspiracy theories and nonsense. So then I thought, ha, ah, absolutely nonsense. Why would they do this? But now the story is a bit different, right? It's more like they are ex um, um, experimenting on different flu mutations and try to get ahead of it and try to study them, understand them, that if it comes to an outbreak, they would be prepared. And then, ironically, the America, I think it's one doctor, one organization, even is funding the lab in Wuhan. Huh. So even if there's really now in it escaped, then it would have escaped by accident and not by purpose, I I would assume. I, I don't think that they did it on purpose. So let's say... I they, yeah, I think there's a sense... You can't control it once it escapes. So I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think it was on purpose. Maybe if it's really true, it makes sense. I mean, overall, the story makes sense. It's proven. It's, it's fact that they're experimenting on such things. It's also a fact that other countries are financing this. And yeah, if the employees somehow catched it and went to the hospital and got it out, I mean, then it's an accident. Then it comes more to an ethical question. Should we experimenting on viruses, flu viruses or not? Should we play God and try to influence everything or not? I mean, generally, it's a good thing to be prepared, but yeah, but it changes the story. If if anybody knows, and uh, just there was an article in Na uh, Journal of Nature, nature.com, in 2016, and it was published by an American university. I forgot which one. And it was exactly the purpose of the experiment was to see the transmission between the bat coronavirus to a my, my, mouse in the lab. So to see if it can transfer to the human. And I just, I, I, I mean, I know something about the research and the biology. You have to justify your research. I don't know how you exactly justify making it transferable. You know, what is the benefit of that? That's kind of crazy in my mind. There's probably some justification, but also it happened before in British uh, lab in 2011 or so, I think some type of a virus escaped from the lab. 
So it's totally possible. And, you know, like one researcher wasn't careful or whatever and just took it out of the lab. And then it just spreads. But also knowing like with the genetic code, it should be pretty easy to look at the viral DNA uh, sequence and to find out if it was manipulated or not. You know, it's pretty easy from what I know to distinguish between a natural, naturally occurred mutation or if it was made by human. I mean, if you want to go that road, then it always <laughs> comes back to conspiracy, right? Maybe you say, oh, the golden circle, however you call them, control the media. And then <laughs> that's where people take it, it too out. far. Yeah, that's where people take it too far. But, you know, everybody laughed when Trump said it. But now everybody is like, oh, well, Biden's doing an investigation. Okay. I mean, it's just to call out some people for double standards. You know, as much as yes. that is like Trump, he said the exact same thing a year ago. Yeah. If he would be, if, yeah, true. If people would have took him more serious and he, yeah, but he said it first. Yes. So actually, yeah, he should deserve some credit for that. But no one took him serious. And then, yeah. It's just they have other batshit crazy people that take it too far. Like, it's do you trust a Chinese lab that is right next to the market with all these animals that live in shitty conditions that can transfer it? Fuck no, I don't trust Chinese fucking labs. They can do whatever they like, what kind of sketchy shit they're doing there. And do, did we trust when China said that they didn't have a single <laughs> case like a <laughs> month after? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there's clearly shown that they control the media and play it down to their benefit. 100%. Well, a year ago, you know, we want to keep this episode short, I know. So a year ago, would you ever think, what was your prediction? What did you think was going to happen? I know we recorded with uh, Alex in October, and I think we said like a year or so more. What do you think? You think same time frame or? I mean, I was strongly believing that right now, last year, last end of mid end of last year, I was strongly believing that right now I would be able to travel freely again and that life would have go back to normal. That was my strong belief last year. I thought we, the, the world would act faster on it and get it under control. Now, I can only hope that Christmas, we are allowed to travel again here in Asia. Okay. And all countries are open their borders again to accept tourists and visitors. And there won't be any lockdowns or restrictions on your daily life anymore. So I hope it will be at the end of the year. But then it's a flu if they don't get it con under control during the summer, the moment it gets colder outside, people are more vulnerable to get the flu and also the COVID vaccine, right? So it's also a fact. Yeah, I think, I hope so too. And it's just the, how much traveling everybody missed out on and financially how much of an impact it has for many countries. 
and airlines and everything. I, you know, people say it's never going to be the same again. And I don't think that's true because considering the finance and also the nature of a human being, as much as people say they are introverts or whatever, we are still social animals and we need that interaction. You know, it's not going to work. I don't think. Yeah, that's the opinion of the dogs. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the economic and financial point of view, I think this is something which takes a lot more time to discuss and it shouldn't be part of this episode now. It's maybe a yeah. different podcast and there are also a lot of stuff It's happening after the World Economic Forum in Davos and they can call it a great reset and it changes their plan, uh, assume for the world. But I think, yeah, you said we are social human beings or however you call this. Yeah, it has to go back to normal. Otherwise, I think you will have much more work to do as a psychiatrist and mental <laughs> health than you ever had before. Yes, I can totally tell the impact it has on people. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, by, before we finish this episode, I just want to say that I will think about some sort of uh, feedback and comment section for people to leave. Because right now, I don't think there's any form of uh, communication. But, uh, yeah, so you can all yell at me and say about the Bill Gates and the Golden Society and the lizard people and how bad vaccines are. Or if you can spread, <laughs> you, can, you can share your love and tell us how amazing we're doing and how happy you are for Patrick to be back and single. So all the ladies <laughs> listening, take a note. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But then, when it comes to mental health, I I would be very strongly interested on what is maybe in the next episode. How do you assess the impact on the mental health? Um, is there is there already an is there already can you already say how many people are impacted impacted in what way in what sense and what would be a treatment? Because I feel like at least that's in, more in the German society and also here a bit in Asia, to go to a psychiatrist or to, first of all, to admit you have mental health problems is something our society is not very comfortable with and still associates it with your week. It's not true. Just drink a beer, just go for sports, just take a long night of sleep and everything is fine. But that's really not the case, right? Mental health needs to be treated seriously and it should also be accepted, diff, uh, uh, should be wider accepted among the general society and should not be looked upon to, uh, looked down to. So, maybe... yeah, that's a great topic we can talk about. Yeah. And I can even invite a guest who is also an immigrant and is also my, uh, works in the same field. So, Yeah, this should be a great topic. And I think many of us, or also the listeners, experience some kind of, yeah, their mental health decreasing or impact on their mental health. And 
yeah, would like to hear what a professional says about this topic. All right. We have a next episode then. That's what it's going to be about. And I will let everybody know in the description how we're going to go around the communication and feedback. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. We are hoping to be much more consistent and frequent from now on. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. You for listening. Thank you. Have a good day.